All right, well, we know the Colorado Avalanche will be playing this week. Their round two opponent, the St. Louis Blues. We just don't know when yet. Well, as we're recording this, we don't know when. When you are listening to this in the morning, you likely do. But as of right now, we're just guessing. But we do know that they are playing this week. And like I said, they are playing the St. Louis Blues. We will preview that entire thing, how those games against the Blues in the regular season went, how they match up with them on the forwards, on the defense, and in goal. So Kyle and I will break all of this thing down. Let's get to it. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. And thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Follow the show on social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, go to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com and follow the show over on our YouTube channel, over on the YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. So for today, we know our opponent in the St. Louis Blues. I Like I said, I don't. we don't know. We're recording this 10 o'clock at night. We don't know when uh, that, that game number one will be. Likely when you are listening to this first thing in the morning. Once that Calgary game is over, the Calgary Stars game is over, I'm, we are all assuming that will come out moments later. You heard Jared Bednar say he's heard it's it could be Tuesday with the possibility of it being Wednesday. To me, I just don't I don't care all that much. I know like so many people are on social media kind of like angry about this. I'm I don't I, I find it funny that I don't know why the the NHL just can't come out with the matchups that you know just put them out. Uh, it, yeah. What, what's it? What, what's the harm to the other? The other teams don't care. Like they're still playing their series. They're not going to get mixed up with like oh why did they release their schedule? That's not fit. Like nobody cares. No. But on the other end, I don't care that it's not released yet. Like I said, because I know that they're playing, and we're going to get Avalanche hockey whether it's. It's likely not Monday, uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. Fine. Yeah, wasn't it last year or in the bubble where it was like the first round games were finishing up and the second round games were already starting? It was that I it was was that the that must have been in the bubble, right? It could yeah. have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think and I think it was a little year, bit overlap. And last year, wasn't Calgary like making up a bunch of games like while the playoffs were going on? It's like Winnipeg and Calgary, and they were playing just a game that nobody watched. It was I, just I God, I can't remember. It was something like that. I, I don't yeah, think you're that far off on. on yeah, I re- I remember like it's not been a problem before, and like I know everybody's freaking out. Like everyone, just calm down. Well, yeah. this this rest is not going to hinder the Avalanche. Everybody, just breathe for just a minute. Well, but, I think, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I completely understand because, like, you wake up and you're wanting to get fired up because you're watching, what, five game sevens at a weekend? You're ready to see the Avalanche play again? You want some kind of, like, something to look forward to, and well, you don't that, have that. That and, and plans need to be made. You know what I mean? Like, pe- yeah. people are, need to take time off from work. Uh, they need to know, you know, what, time frame-wise, you know, 
they got to set up babysitters. I don't. There's there's a lot that goes into it. I understand all that, uh, but I don't know. It's 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 kind of funny how people are kind of um, <clears throat> so just annoyed with this. Where I'm just like, I'm just happy that the Avalanche are going to get back on the ice because it's been yeah. way too long. But and it doesn't matter that they you know finished off Nashville quickly. Uh, just because of that doesn't mean they're going to be the first team to play. They're not playing if if the first games of the second round start on Tuesday doesn't automatically mean the abs are playing on Tuesday. Yeah. We might have to wait till Wednesday, which would, would suck obviously, but whatever. There's gonna and, be... and for like the narrative for the last two weeks of the season being like, we just want to be healthy. We want to be healthy. And now the avalanche get a chance to heal up. Yeah. Everybody's like, you're being too healthy. <laughs> get back out there. <laughs> Don't be so healthy. Yeah. Stop uh, it yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. Like stop. just take a breath. It's right. going to be okay. So, uh, like we said, they are playing the Blues. Um, the Avs only played them three times during the season. And the interesting thing about the three times that they played them, twice. The first two times were in the first week, not, I shouldn't say, no, the first month of the season. They're both in October, but I think, I think the two games were within a week of each other. They, I think it was yeah. like the, tw- or maybe a week apart. I think the 21st and the 28th. So you had those two games, and then they didn't play until the Avs' third to last game of the season. Mm-hmm. So when you want to go back and, and look at the matchup during the season and really kind of say, like, well, how did they match up during the regular season? And how, will that play out the same way in the playoffs? I don't think you can do that with the app. You can look at the matchups and you can look at the rosters and the skill sets and all that, which we will do. But you can't look at this is how these two team teams played against each other because, number one, two games were so early in the season when we all know how the Avalanche started. It was, it's not even the same team. You had Sample Ranta playing on that team yeah. for those two games. Um, and then and then at the end, you had Tyson Jost as well playing on, those, on the first two ones. <laughs> So, and then the last game was the end of the regular season. The Avs had everything wrapped up, but it was kind of an important game for the Avs because that's when, like, they were not playing well mm-hmm. in terms of winning games at the end of the regular season. They were lose. They lost four in a row, and then they did win that game against St. Louis. Make of that what you will. But in just in terms of head-to-head, it's tough to really look at the three games that these teams played and say how they went in the regular season is how it will go in the playoffs. Yeah. And it's it, you brought up the great point. Like, Jost was a member of the team when they first – and, like, Lekkonen was still a hab. Gagliano, yep. like, Manson was a duck. Like, the Times team did changed. not look – Yeah. It's, it's – a lot of things have really – and you didn't really know what you are going to get out of Nas – uh, throughout that season at that point either. So, and they really didn't find what they had in uh, Huso either as their backup goalie. Yeah. And they didn't have that drama going on. So it's, it you could kind of see what could be and like the DNA of both teams, but th- add the little bit of like playoff spice. This is going to be a really fun series. I think it will be, um, and because the one thing that I think the Blues can do is match the Avs' forward depth. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about that in the next segment, but uh, you know, want to get a little bit <clears throat> more into the the two or three games that they played. 
The first game, let me see. Were there, oh, it was the second game. I thought it was the third game of the year. It was the second game of the year. And the Blues beat the Avs 5-3 to three at Ball Arena, which mm-hmm. you know not a lot of teams did. They beat them mm-hmm. in regulation. That was the game where we thought Tyson Jost had tied it. They were down four. Oh, yeah. They were down four to one. They got one goal, uh, I think, with like eight or nine minutes left. Then they got another goal, and then Tyson Jost right on the doorstep, and it was deemed he kicked it in. Yeah. And I remember we were going nuts because the day before there was I can't remember who it was on Vegas had a a kicking motion goal that they allowed. And then this Tyson Joe's goal happened the very next day. Was it Alec and, Martinez? No, it wasn't Martinez. If you said his name, I, 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 I'm almost positive it wasn't him, but I could totally be wrong. I could totally be wrong. I don't know. But um, whatever. It yeah. didn't go in. <clears throat> they didn't allow it, and the Avs lost that one. The next game, they won. That was at St. Louis. And that was that was the one where, where Bennington decided to throw his stick around. That's right. And you know, he, I mean, he wasn't close to hitting Nazem Kadri, but still, that's just a such a Bennington move to do. Yeah. Um, and then they they won. Like I said, the the game, the second was let me see, let me, uh, third to last, third to last game of the year, five to three. That was back in Colorado, and that was more of like a, a dominant. That's what you wanted to see because they weren't playing that well. No. Um, so you got a little bit of everything when it came to the Blues and the Avalanche in the regular season. How they match up on the forwards, we'll talk about forwards and defense and goalies. Um, but I do, I think that they, they are a, they're, they're, let me see, I had it here. The Avalanche goals four for the season was 312. What do you think the Blues was? I would say they have to be about in the 300s, like 290s. They are 311. Wow. Wow. We were, we were one goal ahead of them. So they can wow. score. They can score. So let's take a look at their fours. But first, we're going to hear from betonline.net. And our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, all the fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all the sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs to esports and more. So head to the website today. Or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. That is betonline.net, where the game starts. So when we look at these two two teams, you know, we always tout the Avs' depth. Mm-hmm. And especially in round one, the guys that didn't play, you could slot them in and just feel like you're, you're good. That's because yeah. the Avs had a lot of depth. The Blues do as well on, oh, yeah. on, on the forward lines. And you look at their statistics for the season. I, it, it's kind of incredible. I shouldn't say it's incredible because he's a, a great player in, in uh, Vladimir Tarasenko. He was on the doorstep out of there. He wanted out of St. Louis in the offseason. It seemed like St. Louis was willing to oblige that and just could not find a deal for him. And he stayed, and I give him a lot of credit. And I give him a lot of credit because 
he could have just went the you know the pouting route <laughs> and he didn't when they no. both came to the agreement of like we tried and nothing we couldn't do anything he said okay fine i will just play the season and look what he's done i mean he's got 82 82 points, points. yeah yeah so you have him at the top but you have guys up and down the lineup that could give the abs fits in terms of scoring yeah i mean if you go down and look at those those forwards like Jordan Cairo, uh, we forget about that name a little bit because we don't watch the Blues night in, night out. But, I mean, he's the fastest skater. And we mm-hmm. talk about Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr, what they could do with their speed. And Jordan Cairo is one of the quickest in the game. And he could burn you. And, like, yeah. you mentioned Tarasenko. He had every reason to sit and do nothing. And, honestly, when he was asking for a trade, the Blues were not that great. And he didn't have to help put this team in the position they're in right now in round two, but he did. So you know he wants to try it. You know, one more. We're here. Let's go for it. He's got nothing to lose. No, he's turned. I mean, I want to say he's turned it around. He had that like shoulder injury mm-hmm. um, a couple years ago that, that, you know, really just kind of had his numbers kind of go down a little bit. Obviously, he's overcome that. Yeah. So you you know you have Ter- let me organize their goals here. Um, Tarasenko led them with thirty four. Buchnevich had thirty. Um, I mean that that was a fantastic pickup. <clears throat> you got Kairu with twenty seven. Uh, David Perron with twenty seven. Barbashev twenty six. Shen twenty four. Saad twenty four. Ryan O'Reilly twenty one. Robert Thomas twenty. I mean you how many is that? One two three four five six seven eight nine guys. With 20 yeah. goals. And then Justin Falk was 16. Pretty close. Um, the, these guys can score. But I will say the Avs, you know, the, the defense is going to have to be up for the challenge here. Um, as, as well as Darcy Kemper is going to have to be. Because they're going to get shots on net. They're going to force the issue. They're a very good special teams team mm-hmm. uh, with their power play. So, I mean, this is not a, a series where the Avs can just – outscore the blues no. because when you know you've seen it many times where the abs it, it just happened in game four against the the predators where mm-hmm. the preds had the lead and then in the third bam like what the avalanche do they they tied it regained the lead and then added on a, an empty netter the we've seen the abs do that turn things around really really quickly get a get a equalizing goal within 30 seconds of the goal that they get you know it happens a lot with the abs the blues can do that stuff so the defense is really going to have to be really tight in this series. Not just tight, but they also have to be smart because those forwards, like watching the playoffs, it's very – you could draw the like similarities between how Pittsburgh sets up. Um, they get in deep and like heavy cycles. Um, they'll kind of intentionally push it past the goal and set it up that way. And that's one of those, especially with young defensemen and experienced defensemen, like Manson still tr- – like. He's still figuring things out for the Avs. Like the new defenseman, it's one of those that you can overcorrect and get burned. Mm. So, like those forwards, they're smart. They're experienced. They're veterans. Like this is a really good forward core and deep. It doesn't stop. So you got to hold on for the whole 60 minutes. And I think when you look at the defense, I'm really interested to see how, on the Avalanche side, Sammy Gerrard plays in this series mm-hmm. because he's taken a lot of heat in terms of the fan base and, <clears throat> and social media and things like that. And he, he 
doesn't play a style that is good for a series with the press. No, and you're 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 correct. Like, what could Sammy G do against like former Avalanche branded sod? That'd be fun. Like, what could he do against David Perron? Like, this is the the lights are shining bright on Sammy G in this series. So this would be a fantastic opportunity for him to like step up and make an A for himself. Like if he's, it's kind of hard for him because everything has been going so right for the avalanche. So when something happens, like Jack Johnson's not there to take the excuses all the time. It's now Samuel Gerard. So he knows how this team, we swept this team last year. Like he knows what this team looks like. So he could take them out. There we go. There you um, go. So, but w- w- I think the difference between the pre- the biggest difference between the Predators series and the Blues is the Blues are not nowhere near as physical as the Predators are, mm-hmm. and that's where Sammy G obviously struggles. He's a, he's a little bit undersized. Um, so when you have that physical team, uh, he's going to get beat up a lot in the corners and along the boards and things like that. I want to see what he can do against a team like uh, in, in a series against a team like the Blues, who you know they'll hit them, but they're not out kind of head hunting. Yeah, I, I I'm looking forward to seeing what Sammy G can do in this this particular series because I think it it, it plays more to his skill set than the Predators series did. So yeah, they're a lot more cerebral than what Nashville plays. Like they try and bait you into making a mistake. Where yeah, Nashville will push you into making a mistake. Yeah, a totally good point. Nashville just flies around. <laughs> if there's someone in front of them, you're just going to hit them. And I and you're right. I think that's a very good term to use for St. Louis is is cerebral. They're mm-hmm. they're kind of like an Avalanche team. They have they have really good speed. <clears throat> they can score. The biggest difference is defense. They don't have a defense that the Avalanche no. do. No. So when you know the Avalanche D is up for the task. It's going to be a challenge. The St. Louis defense in stopping the avalanche attack, that's where – I mean, if you get into a shootout, uh, you ha- I think it has to favor the avalanche because yeah. the, the avalanche offense against the Blues defense, I'll take that matchup against vice versa with the Blues offense yeah. and the avalanche defense. And you get to see former avalanche um, eight-game avalanche player, Callie Rosen. Ooh, you Callie. can see him one more time. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, he had it, eight games. If I wasn't mistaken, it was like it wasn't eight or nine. And then but they traded him back to Toronto, right? Toronto, and then Seattle took him. I think in the in the Kraken draft. Yeah. So, and but yeah, that's that's where the depth, like we talk about, it's almost equal with the depth for the Avalanche and the Blues and the forwards. But the defense, there's a there's a steep drop off. Like I love Pareko, like. Watching him play, I love him to death. Hmm. But I, other than that, it really doesn't scare you. Well, you have, uh, I mean, Bortuzzo is going to be that guy that's going to, yeah. you know, try to stir some stuff up. If if the, you know, this is where you see McDermott. Maybe, maybe. I mean, if he does something totally egregious, and I still don't see that happening. But in terms of bringing McDermott in, but. Because you have guys that can that can atone for it, yeah. But you have uh, Krug is I don't know what's going on with him. He's out, but 
I don't, is there any chance of him playing in this series? All I've seen is he's going to be out for a long time. That's all I really hear. And he wasn't really making that much of a difference when he was playing. Like, it was just a weird year for Tory Krug. Like, it's not like he was out there like shades of his cup winning days. Like, this is just like, nah. I mean, this is a ghost. Games. Yeah. Uh, nine goals, 34 assists for 43 total points, um, plus minus of 23. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's... He, he's not... It was it was an individual player trying to fit into a system that just wasn't working. You could tell he was so used to the system he was in that he was really out of his game. And he was facilitating well, I'll give him that, but mm-hmm. he was not the player that we know. Mm-hmm. So and he might not even be there. And I mean, offensively, he's he's definitely serviceable. But he, I mm-hmm. think he's a, he's a good, is above average defender. I feel. Um, and if he's not there, he's definitely one of their best defenders. If he's not there, that just makes this even more difficult, a difficult task for the St. Louis Blues defense. Um, I thought there was another one. In, no. Oh, well, uh, going back to the forwards, obviously, Brandon Saad. And I know he was only with the Az for one year, but it was a magical year. And I didn't yeah. think I would like Brandon Saad as much as I, I did. And I really wanted him to come back. Didn't work out. Numbers didn't work out. And just the fact he went to St. Louis was kind of like a punch in the gut. And he's he's having okay. he's having a career year in St. Louis. I mean, he's got – I just had it up. He's uh, like 78 games, 24 goals, 25 assists, 49 points. Like he's putting up I I pulled it up in one of the uh, Lockdown Avalanche Twitter spaces. I think it was actually a Blues game and he already had like two more goals than he had with the Avalanche in that game and I was like he's having himself a year and like yeah. we we like to think of Brandon Saad doing all this but like if you looked at his stat line, it was not that loud. Well, his thing was, I mean, in, in that uh, Vegas series, he was the one guy that was yeah. consistent in yeah. all the games, even, even the ones that they were losing. Mm-hmm. Um, he he arrived. So, yeah, but he had, um, let me see, last year with the Avs, during the regular season, yeah, he only had 24 points, but that's it over 44 games. Obviously, that was a shortened season. So, you know, 49 for him is not far off from his career high, which was 53, which he did twice with Columbus. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, he, he's gotten back to kind of his old self um, in those years anyway. And those were early. Yeah. Those were 15, 16, and 16, 17. So it's been five years since he's put up numbers like that. Um, he, he, he has no. They, I mean, if it's the playoffs, it seems like Brandon Saad steps up. Yeah, so very valid point. You know, um, we'll that's see. it's it, it's the and they a name we haven't mentioned like Ryan O'Reilly is also there, right? And you want to talk about experience that couple with Brandon Saad in the playoffs that could be something to keep your eye on, right? And O'Reilly's not you know he doesn't scare you um, in terms of like point production. What did he have this year? I feel like he fell off a little bit. Um... Not horrible. 78 games, 21 goals, 37 assists for 58 points. So he's still just Ryan O'Reilly. He's having a Jamie Benn year. He's, he's Ryan O'Reilly. <laughs> and, you know, you always have to know where he is. Yeah. He, he can burn you. Um, 
All right, let's hear from Built Bar and then the goalie situation. So, uh, brand new Built Bar. We we did. We received them. There. Oh, that's loud. <laughs> the the Built Bar birthday cake puffs. What did you say to me before we uh, went live here? My number one Built Bar flavor by a mile. That has taken the reins. This is probably my favorite thing to eat. Period. That so if if that were a a trophy, that was that'd be the Stanley Cup, and you would hold that up as you skate around the rink. Yeah, when they when they come back around and they do their tournaments and they're like when they vote on your favorite Built Bar flavor, this yeah. has to be in there, and it's getting my vote okay. eight times a day. Well, you heard it. It's the birthday cake puffs, and that's the new marshmallow infused. We talked about those puffs before, and this is their newest flavor. Birthday cake. It's covered in 100% real chocolate, 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, and only 9 grams of sugar. It's a limited time flavor, so go get it before it's gone. Uh, who knows when it, it could possibly come back. It could be a one and done, and we never see it again. So get them while they are in stock. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you get 15% off of your order. Once again, the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, maybe the it's always the, the biggest position on the ice, especially in the playoffs, and that's the goalie situation. We know what we get with Darcy Kemper. Seems like he's okay. That's the best thing that could have happened for the Avalanche is a sweep of the Predators, so he gets as much, uh, I say rest, but healing time as po- mm-hmm. possible with that eye. Um, and he did a press conference, and it, it was it was like – Closed a little bit, squinted a little bit, but you, there was no like black and blue. Um, he said, "Slap that, a steak on it, yeah, <laughs> Sandlot style." Um, <laughs> he said the doctors told him it was more eyelid than eyeball, which is is good. I guess if there's any you know good news there, it's that. So uh, he's ready to go. We know what we're getting with Darcy Kemper. Um, I don't think that's going to be an issue whatsoever. On the the blue side, uh, you would think. I mean, Bennington. It seems like is the guy, uh, but the Abs have had his number recently. So this we're talking about the defense. If the de- if the defense is a Swiss cheese defense, and the Abs are getting through and getting shots on net with Bennington. I think it could be a struggle for for the Blues. Doesn't matter how many goals they score, because the Abs will just come right back and attack that defense and attack Jordan Bennington, who seems to struggle against them recently. And that's what scares me because I know what's behind them. And honestly, in my opinion, Huso is a better goalie than Jordan Bennington will ever be. Um, yeah. like Huso is already twenty five and seven on the year. He's had to bail out Bennington so many times. And I'm pretty sure there's a loud contingent of the Blues fan base that wants Bennington to mess up so bad on the national stage in the playoffs that you have one of those like passing of the torch moments when it comes to the goalie. And then you remember how annoying that Connor Ingram game was in round one? Yeah. Imagine that every night for the rest of the series. So what? Do That's you think... what you could get with Huso. Then what do you think they do? Do you think they... I, they they're go... going to put Bennington out there and... Give him the shortest leash, and uh, he's never getting it back. 
You think if it gets out of hand, well, I mean, if it gets out of hand, you have to make a change. You know what I mean? I get that. But say these are close games. Say say they're losing. Say they, you know, the Avs win games one and two by a goal. And I know it's depending on the score. If it's like mm-hmm. six to five or five to four, then he's letting in a lot of goals. Do you make a change? I don't think you do if they're they're low scoring games. Um, or do you even at that point? I mean, it, does it, is it I, just based on what the the series is at? Where where you if they're down two to nothing after the first two games of Ball Arena, do they go back to St. Louis making a change? I feel like the Blues know it. Like they're doing their due diligence, giving Bennington these starts because they know their future and their better goalie is Huso. So if they're down two nothing, Bennington gets pulled. If Bennington gets like shell shocked, he's getting pulled. Like, just know this now. Huso is who they want in there. Uh, yeah, well, right now, I mean, for the future, yeah, I mean, he's 27 years old. So it's not like he's this young up-and-coming goalie. But he doesn't have a lot of playoff experience. I think last year was it. Um, did he even play? Let me see if he played in the playoffs last year quickly. Uh, like he's he got a nine. Games. He played three he's games. He's got a 919 save percentage on the year like he's good scary good I mean, he's got 3 games of of uh experience in the playoffs though so i think that's why the blues are kind of favoring bennington right now um and he's played okay he's played well so go with the experience and and i guess just ride that i don't know because yeah, just, it could it could go south really quick though. It yeah, really and it it could go south uh, for the Blues and the Avalanche because you could feel like you toppled a monster and chased a goalie in Bennington, but it's not going to get easier. And then you're going to have to really figure out who so. And this is somebody that the team is like emotionally charged behind. So if Huso gets out there and starts saving like five in a row, six in a row, and really getting acrobatic with it the blues start getting fired up and they start believing in, Hey, we made the right decision. This is what we needed. This is what we wanted this whole time. And then the tide turns. Um, the Rangers just won in overtime too, by the way. So, um, they have moved on and it is one, nothing Dallas stars with one minute to go in the first period. So what this is, this is nutty. Um, yeah, the battle of the locked we'll on avalanche hosts. Yeah. New York beats Pennsylvania. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, crazy game. Crazy. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So, what do you got for for this series for this Avs and uh, Blues? What did your? I know we kind of talked about it. We before we knew it was Blues, uh, we kind of threw out there what we thought it would be, whether it be the Wild or the Blues. But now that we know that it is St. Louis, we've kind of looked at their roster and the regular season games. All of that together, what do you what do you got then? This the feels like a fat six game series. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think the blues are are capable. I think yeah. I, I said when we were <clears throat> kind of throwing this around, it's like I just feel it's like a five or six game series for the blues. Now it's like sitting with it, just because they have offense, I think you're gonna get one of those games where the Avs throw fifty shots on net and get a goal or two goals and and the blues will score a few. I had it has this feel like the old 90s and 2000s stars matchups where like we'd win 4-3 and then the stars would win like 7-1 mm-hmm. and then we'd come back and win 6-4 like 
it would be kind of even and then just like haymakers being thrown and it's just who could hold on the longest i have a feeling it's going to get like that how do you think it'll go like win-win loss loss win-win or like how how do you feel it's going to go uh we're going to win the first one and then we're going to remember what it's like to lose so they lose game two yeah okay Game three, I feel like that's going to be a double overtime. <laughs> oh, oh by... we're doing those predictions. I love it. Okay. It's a double overtime <laughs> win by the Avs. St. Louis comes back. St. Louis comes back. The Avs come back and finish it up. Okay. Yeah, I just I feel like the Avs are just too good at home, so I think they win those first two. Um, I would say the Blues will win the first home game. So that would be two to one. Um Game four is kind of like I, I just feel like the Avs won't lose two in a row, so they'll win game four to be a three to one series, and then that would mean the Blues would have to win uh, the next game in Denver. So it's almost like you're, they're swapping, like the, the Blues win game five in Denver, and then the Avs win game six in St. Louis. So I feel like it's it's never it, like you're always up. Um, in the series, but I feel like it's going to go six games. Yeah, so, yeah, it's there you go. it'll be a good it'll be a good series. I can tell you that it's going to be a popcorn series. It's going to be fun. Going to be fun. So uh, we'll be back tomorrow, and we hopefully will know, uh, you know, when game number one is. So not um, the only Avalanche team will be cheering for either. Yes, thank you for reminding me on that. Uh, our good friend uh, Devin Ruff. Who I think he would he joined us a couple and we did did those live uh, mm-hmm. green room things. He joined in on those a couple times. Uh, his hockey team is in. Let me get his uh, the the message up. Um, his hockey team, who is also called the Avalanche, so clearly you know they're they're going to win the championship, but they are in the championship on Tuesday. So uh, whatever your town is from whatever you are avalanche uh good luck to you guys championship is tuesday i'll have him get a hold of me uh, after the game to let me know if they won or lost that so good luck to you guys and uh that maybe that'll be the first of many championships by teams named the avalanche that's that's what we got to hope for here so do it up for us Devin. yes all right guys uh we'll be back tomorrow with anything else that's uh, new and maybe we'll talk about these other series that are going on because we're going to go watch that uh, Stars-Calgary game right now. Um, All right, everybody, thank you for tuning in and making your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow. And go check out um, Lockdown NHL. Make your Mm -hmm. second listen of the day. Got to with all the stuff going on around the league. It's a must listen. So until tomorrow, he's Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast Thank you for tuning in, everyone, and we'll see you tomorrow. Go, Abs, go!